Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. How are we approaching game one tonight? Toronto Maple Leafs, Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, I mean, you just saw the Oilers lose last night in overtime. Mm. Took a penalty in overtime, too, which is, you know, had Oilers fans really upset at the end of it. But I, I think for Leaf fans, obviously there's optimism. I think you're a bit skewed because they played each other in the final week of the season last mm. week, and it was an easy win for the Leafs without Marner and Matthews. And, you know, you have to bear in mind that that's probably not the type of Tampa Bay's team you're going to see right. in these playoffs. But that being said, I, I don't know if there's any Leaf fan that is 100% confident in anything anymore. No. And you do not want this to go to Game 7 if you're a Leaf fan. Why would you be? Why would you be confident on any level? I, I think uh, I'm going to approach it, uh, and, and listen, I, as I've said a thousand times, I uh, like the game, enjoy the game, can't stand the people around it, but I will watch the playoffs, and uh, I'll have a snack, I'll have a drink, I'll watch the game. I don't expect anything. Here's, if they lose, they lose. I don't expect them to lose or win. I'll just watch and enjoy, and whatever happens, happens. If you believe the Toronto Maple Leafs of 2023 are destined for a Stanley Cup, then believe it. I think it'll, there's a lot of... Even the, the hardcore Leaf fans who will say this year the Eastern Conference looks way too dangerous. Mm. You know, between Boston, Carolina, the Rangers, the, all the other teams you have to deal with in the East, forget the Devils too. Holy cow. It's, it, it's crazy, the landscape. But, okay, that being said, they got to get by the first round hump. Right. But is that enough for Leaf fans? I mean, obviously, right. Leaf fans, it's been 50 plus years, you want the cop, but. I, I can see they, them having a little bit of understanding for how difficult that road to the cup is. But for management, or Leaf fans' faith in management, mm. is one round enough? I uh, I don't know. Um, I, I don't think anything but a Stanley Cup victory is enough for Leaf fans at this stage. Uh, going out in the second round, lasting to the third round, making it all the way to the finals. Rumors were swirling this week in Ottawa that Kyle Dubas was perhaps a, an answer there for uh, a, either a GM position or a, a president of uh, player operations, oh, hockey operations. His name being thrown around as a potential to land in Ottawa. Is his contract up in Toronto? His contract is not, uh, has not been extended oh, yet. Okay. So, mm. um, and so, you know, not a lot of faith being put in him, or at least a very short leash in the sense that if it's not done this year, then mm. it's likely not going to be renewed. But... What has to be done is the question mark, right? Like, is it is one round enough to mm. keep, for Kyle Dubas to keep a job in Toronto? Is you know, do you have to make the uh, the third round and not necessarily win a cup? It's tough to make it a cup or nothing mm. for your job dependency when you're not one on the ice. But that being said, it's going to be very very interesting to see what happens and all plays out after things get going tonight for Toronto. It's interesting that, uh, and maybe it's just a sports thing, but for a guy like Kyle Dubas, would the, if he went to Ottawa, would that put him on the Brendan, Brendan Shanahan level of, of seniority? If he went to that position, right? If he right. went to the president of hockey operations. The other thing, that obviously his name would be thrown around in other circles too, Pittsburgh having missed the playoffs. Mm. Think about this. Pittsburgh made the playoffs for 16 straight seasons mm. and then missed the playoffs by what, a point, two points this year? and fired everybody. Wow. Cleaned house. Wow. Right? And Brian Burke was the head president of Hockey And he's Operation landed there. another job already, right? uh, I don't think so. No, no. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so 
they 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 cleared out their president, they cleared out the general manager and assistant GM too. So, you know, there's 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 a lot of house cleaning going on in Calgary. Bradshaw Living didn't renew uh, with the with the Flames after they missed the playoffs. And, mm. Uh, you can see it looks like heads are rolling already in the NHL. It's interesting that a guy like uh, Kyle Dubas, who's, you know, as you said many times, the honeymoon is over. And if he can't get this team to go beyond the first round, if he were to, to be fired, it's it's only in sports that he would then leave the Leafs and go to another position higher up. <laughs> another team, hey, you actually crapped the bed in Toronto for five years. We want to give you a position even higher up the ladder. Uh, it, it is a very tight circle yeah. in, that, in that industry. And, and you know, it, it's one of those things where, where they say with coaches, you're hired to be fired. Yeah. And there's no... I'm this gig. <laughs> pretty much. You're not going to lay in there and keep your job until you retire. Yeah. That doesn't really happen in, the, in that industry unless your title is owner. Right. Um, yeah. And and so, you know, with that, there's a lot of movement and moving around. I think other teams look at Kyle Dubas and say, mm. okay, he's young. He gets the uh, the system in the salary cap era because that's a very a new management style, still relatively new for some of the old dogs in the industry to get over and and, and work with. Right. But I also think you're going to see the NHL crack down on this long-term injured reserve situation that they've got going on. It was used by Tampa Bay a couple of times, and this is where teams will put a player uh, who's injured on long-term injury. So that way their salary doesn't count against the cap during the regular season. But then lo and behold, the second the regular season is over and the playoffs begin, that person is no longer injured. Oh, And there is no salary cap when it comes to the playoffs. Okay. Tampa Bay Lightning famously did this a couple years with Nikita Kucherov, and now the Vegas Golden Knights have just done it with Mark Stone. Had back surgery in January, Mm. didn't play a game since that point, and that allows Tampa Bay at the trade, or sorry, Vegas in this situation, at the trade deadline to add salary to meet that cap. And then the second that's done, Boom, they're off long-term injury reserve, and they're right back in the lineup. And the Leafs are doing it, too. So, You want to make a bet for a rack of ribs? <laughs> <laughs> Given what those ribs did to you? Oh, my God. No. I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> you, I, I, I think they were, they were uh, there was a salmonella going on in there, and I think you might have roofied them. Well, I used what was called X-Lax barbecue sauce. So, <laughs> Well, no, had I had that, I would have been awake. <laughs> That wasn't the problem. Okay, so but but uh, ribs aside, because I'm done with those ribs. I'm not betting against the Leafs in this situation. Uh, what happens tonight? Who wins? In one game tonight? Yeah, who wins? Uh, tonight I think the Leafs win the first game of the series. Yeah, I think okay. the Leafs win this series in six. That's what you're calling? Yeah. Okay, I'll call it in seven. Oh, Leafs in seven? Leafs in seven. You're going to take, take Leafs fans to a game seven? You're going to take them to a game you seven. You masochist. Yeah, because I can't stand all of you. <laughs> Have you done your taxes, Lucky? Have yes. you filed? I did and filed. Yeah. Yeah. You doing okay? Yo, you getting something back? I owed. Yeah. You owed. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Both of you owed? Uh, no. Oh, good. No. That's how it works in my house. I always get back. Maria owes. Right. By the time I pay the accountant, we're, f- we're flat. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else I know getting thousands of dollars. I know, I know. They're all working the system. (laughs) Uh, People were asked if you would rather do um, jury duty or your taxes. (laughs) And over half said I'd rather do jury duty. Really? Here's things we'd rather do. We would rather talk to our kids about the birds and the bees. 
than do our taxes. Come on. Yeah. We would rather miss a connecting flight. <laughs> we would rather spend a night in jail. <laughs> no way. Yeah. We would rather swim with sharks. We would drink expired milk rather than do wow. our taxes. That's all shocking because taxes, I mean, if you do your diligence throughout the year in terms of just keeping mm-hmm. receipts and stubs yep. in one spot, if you can get accustomed to doing that. Yeah. I understand if you run your own business or um, you're a contracted work for yourself. It's a lot. Uh, there's a lot to do, and it's got to be a pain in the arse. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you're one that's trying to take advantage of every little loophole, you've got to find a way in. For, for most people, you just hang on to everything, mm. stuff it in someone's hand, and they do it for you. And you wait to either get nothing back or owe a little bit. But you must struggle. Did you do them yourself again? Yeah, I did them myself. Because again. you got a lot on the go. Right. You got this. You got the the hockey with yes. Rogers. You got all your voice work. You yeah. must have a lot of rece- Like, it must be a lot of papers. Uh, Not that much. I mean, we keep it all pretty organized yeah. throughout the year. Well, that's I good. know I'm missing out on some little loopholes here and right, there. Right. It's just, for me, the work of keeping all of that. Right. You know, you know, for instance, like, you know, what is a, a business expense right. when it comes to eating when you're on the road and that right. sort of thing? And, and, you know, yes, I'm missing out. And, and part of it, well, for the longest time, it was the embarrassment of having to show someone what I made. <laughs> I was going to say, all of everything combined, an accountant would say, this all together? You're bringing this to me? You're working this hard for this little amount? <laughs> that, that was the yeah. one hang-up. Right. Uh, and the other, what again, one years ago, we went, uh, I think when Adrian and I were first married, went and did our taxes together right. and took it to a guy, and he did it. And I literally watched this guy mm. just plug it into TurboTax in front of me and then charge me a couple hundred bucks to but do it. But you probably went to one of those corner store strip plazas. No, I went, I went to uh, a, like a, a, guy. Ta- a oh, guy, tax wow. guy who advertised through the radio station. Right. And, and it right. uh, doesn't anymore. <laughs> to be the fleecing people, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and so I thought, wow, this was the the way to go. And then I, I, I said, well, I could do that. Mm. And at the time, it was very simple. Right. And yes, like this year, I actually had to call a friend of mine who's a, a, a an accountant just mm. to ask, am I doing this right? And he said, yeah, if you need to check, I'll check it out for you. But it's still, again, if I add them all up, yeah, it's not enough to really be an issue. I um, every year, forever, um, I've been using the same guy, and every year, forever, I constantly forget to include stuff. Right, and it's regular stuff, like it's stuff I should remember year to year. Just yesterday, I got an email. I need this. I need this. I didn't, I'm like digging around in paperwork, looking for it again. It is a, a pain in the arse. Um, so if we, uh, could n- not do taxes for a year, we would do, we would be willing to do all those different things. <sighs> jury duty, Jury duty. What if you could never do taxes again? What would you be willing to do? People said they'd be willing to move to a different country. Wow. Get CRA tattooed on their forehead. <laughs> forehead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stop talking for six months. Come on. Could they give up their phone? That would be the the real test right now. It doesn't show up. I bet it doesn't.
Uh, if you never had to uh, do your taxes again, we'd be willing to give up sex. <laughs> we'd name a child taxes. <laughs> and this is my favorite. We'd spend three years, three years cleaning prison toilets. Come on. Instead of doing taxes. Oh, I'd take the taxes day in and day out. <laughs> Absolutely. Over Man, people hate math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how the basic is what you're saying. Yeah. I hate math and organizing. I have one table in my back room that I put all the paperwork on and I just sift through it. I would do that endlessly <laughs> rather than scrubbing a prison toilet for one day. Three years? Right. If you uh, enjoy doing uh, some shopping in thrift stores, you know, your variety village and this sort of thing, the uh, Plato's Closet, that seems to be a, a place that, uh, well, my kids, both of my boys seem to like scouring through those type of stores. Okay. And I remember as uh, when I was certainly a teenager for sure, or just becoming a teenager, the idea of shopping at any discount store oh. was just such a horror and a nightmare. If my mom, probably when I was like, say, 13 or so, and she'd still go to the mall with me to buy jeans or something, and I'd want to go to whatever the whatever the cool jean store was, uh -huh. and she'd be hauling me into Byway. Yeah, <laughs> Byway and Bargain Herald. Yeah. When yeah. you wanted to be at Randy River. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I was never allowed there. And I was always one of these kids, too. Like, if there was a fad that was in, I was always, like, six months behind that yes, fad. I, right. I, you know, I got the the uh, the Kodiaks and stoner coat just after that fad wore out. <laughs> Anyhow, that doesn't seem to be the way with young people. They don't seem or care to mind going to thrift stores. And uh, if you are someone who does that, they say the best days to go are today and tomorrow. Because a lot of donations came in on Saturdays and Sundays. Okay, gotcha. Certainly with this being the first day of spring, spring cleaning will begin right. over the next few weeks. So you might find a lot of stuff in these stores. Mm. Go early in the day. It's better than later. Also shop right after major holidays. Again, donations increase when people have a few extra days off and are handing in stuff that somebody just gave them as a Christmas gift. <laughs> right. And as just mentioned, spring is the best time of the year to shop. I uh, I made uh, some time back. I went through my closet and got rid of just a ton of old clothes, and donated them all to the local uh, thrift shop in uh, in my neighborhood. I had not been in to look around, but what a slap in the face if you were to go in stuff you donated eight months ago still there, still there. Hey, what's wrong with my wine colored bluer sweater? Anyhow, your boys ever uh, indicate they want to dig around a thrift shop or not a at all. village? No I mean, way. The exact opposite, actually. They're more of the uh, they're still into the brand name, especially mm. when it comes to shoes. I think that now seems to be uh, for young some young people right. real keys the the fashion accessory. We ended up in a store and we were, I can't remember where we were, and and it was basically just a like a high end. A shoe store, mm. uh, and not just well, you know, like all running shoes, basketball shoes, or more specifically, and a lot of Nikes, and, and they had like Air Jordans ranging from like four to seven thousand dollars a pair. Insane. What are you doing allowing your boys into these stores? Oh, listen, 
You can you go could, ahead and dream. You could kind of get them into a thrift shop. Right. Let them see the reality of the world. Well, it, listen, they saw the reality when they walked out empty-handed. <laughs> I'm surprised that you know what probably, as we were just talking about Yorkdale, that's probably... You're going to end up there sooner than later with those boys if they like high-end shopping. Well, they can, they can, I can drop them off. <laughs> <laughs> they can, they can go get a job. Yeah. And pay for it themselves. Yeah. Because they have to understand, there's, just, there's no rhyme or reason at their age and their social situation mm -hmm. and lack of money to be having these sorts of things. Right. I can go look at very nice watches, mm -hmm. expensive suits and ties. Doesn't mean I'm buying them. Right. Uh, and, uh, but I just find it amazing that the market for these things mm -hmm. and the rarity of the, the guy, I had to talk to the guy. I said, like, how the hell does anyone buy these things? And he said, yeah, it is a, for many, like the shoe is a collectible. Yeah. It's much like, you know, you, you'll go by uh, like a leather shop these days or even the old fur coat places. Right. Which I think nowadays is just a front for something going on illegal in the back. <laughs> Watch but, too many Goodfellas movies. Yeah, I think so. But I always say to myself, how do they even meet the rent? Like, you know, a store in a mall is really expensive to rent. And you walk by some of these uh, all leather stores or just stores that are very specific, high-end dresses or, again, high-end suits, and there's nobody in there. You're like, right. well, and I guess maybe they only got to move a suit or two a month. That's it. You know, it's like high-end cars, yep. right? Sell one or two uh, a month, and you're probably covering your nut anyhow. Yeah, I uh, I guess it's whatever your thing is, right? And yeah, you, I think shoes have always been a part of culture too. You see it in a lot of sitcoms. Certainly, in the in the in with the, with the, with the black people, it's a it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, in, in, in certain cultures for sure. And the and I think you know what this guy explained was is that this is for young people the way that they accessorize mm -hmm. instead of buying you know a Rolex watch, they'd mm -hmm. rather have. A set of you know Jordan ones or whatever you know the the originals that are are so much more expensive. The only concern, of course, with that, and it could be anything a watch or those shoes, is you always hear kids getting jacked for their shoes. Right, and that's it. Yeah, so, but if you're spending four grand on a shoe, I think they're probably mostly going on a shelf. <laughs> you know, no, they, they wear them. They wear them, eh? I don't like just completely dry. It'd be like having a high end convertible classic car. Like, just bring them out on, when it's sunny oh, in 75. Yeah. Yeah. If there is a hint of rain anywhere. You're not trudging through the road salt. In no, the no, no. Going out to shovel the driveway in my $4,000 shoes. Some dude decided uh, last Tuesday that he would uh, just drive around and uh, throw $100 bills out his car window. Okay. Now, you think, well, that's odd, but yeah, maybe he's very great. wealthy and... Uh, generous and he just he claims he just wanted to bless others with his wealth turns out though and he had two hundred thousand dollars on him that he was throwing out the window wow it it's not all his wealth it's his family's wealth and his name is on the account and that 200 grand taken out of their account has left them broke Oh. And they're begging people to bring the money back. Come on. He was able to, of course, because his name was on the account, he was able to withdraw it all. Can you imagine that at Thanksgiving or <laughs> Christmas? <laughs> Unbelievable. So who's hosting? Yeah. Um, he went and he took all the money out and just drove around throwing it out his window.
And, like, did he not want his siblings to have it? I don't know the whole story. Obviously, we're dealing with somebody who's dealing with some something. Right. Um, or is it, like, a father who's like, ah, you know what? I'm not letting my kids... You know, you hear some of this, the Uberich right now, we're saying, you know, they're going to give away a lot of their wealth rather than yeah. just let all of their kids inherit. Or this is a little different. A piece. This sounds a bit different. Yeah. I don't know that he's a sibling or the father or the grandfather or a son. He's just a he's member. Ex now. He's a member of this family who decided to take all their dough and throw it away. Oh, my goodness. Now. So, you know, <laughs> we all have family members that drive us crazy. You should go give them a hug today. At least they haven't done that to you. If my kids did that with what's in my wallet, I would scream. <laughs> Listen, I bought a, a Lotterio ticket. You know me and Lotterio. I bought one for last Saturday. It's only 400 grand. I can't find that ticket, and I'm losing my mind. <laughs> and because I know my luck. That was the winning ticket. Right. You know. There was one recently they were looking for someone who had bought like a year ago or mm. was about to expire. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, how many tickets have I had? Like, either locked up in the glove compartment somewhere because I forgot about them or through yeah. the laundry or bedside table, wherever the hell they went. But you do uh, all your um, your gambling online, right? You do your your For the most part uh, yeah. now, unless yeah. I pass a kiosk and it's like super crazy. Right, right. Every now and then I go on that. Hmm, seems like a lot of people on whim seem to win it. Maybe <laughs> I, this is my chance. I, there are there are certain things I'm very, very, very slow to catch up on stuff. Right, like like that. I I still take my lottery tickets and have them checked. I'm still old school with that. I cannot get my head wrapped around paying all of my, um, uh, like, my uh, hydro or gas, all of my bills with my visa to get the points. Right. I still pay them. You're not still going to the bank. No, I don't go to the bank. Well, okay. I did have to call the bank the other day and beg them for forgiveness, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but I, you know, I, 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 I have a points card for for uh, travel, a passport. But I'm with Scotiabank, so right. the passport card, and I know I could get like massive amount of points if I would just pay my. Well, you know what I pay for? In, I'm paying like six grand a month for gas. Yeah, no kidding. So, uh, which I was on the phone again with them. Yeah, I call them more than I call any family member. <laughs> they just, you know, when you call a company and you got to go through all the, they just pick it up and they go, "Hi, Craig." You know what? Maybe do me a favor. In your phone book, change my name to Enbridge. That way, when I'm calling you at 5 o'clock in the morning, you might bloody well answer. I had a problem. <laughs> I, had a, I had a real serious... Okay, here's what happened. And I, I blame you. Me? Yeah. you Because I ate your ribs last night. I was going to take a photo. I cooked them. I was going to take a photo of it. But I was so hungry, we just consumed them. Right. And then I don't know if it was a salmonella that you put in them or you roofied them because... I, I didn't hear my alarm. In the 10 years we've done this show, I've probably slept in a handful of times. Right. I'm usually pretty good. It I, happens, though. Yeah, I'm to the last minute. I do get in here. And I, I'm no saint. I, it's funny. <laughs> you got it close. There's other shows in this building, other morning shows, that are on an hour after us, <laughs> and they're here before me. <laughs> It'll all take care of itself. <laughs> Just come in and BS. But, yeah, you called me five times before I woke up. Right. And you even called my wife. Yeah. 
No answer there either. Well, I'm glad she's finally <laughs> stopped taking your call. Because that was getting uncomfortable. The United Nations estimates that there are about 95,000 centenarians in the world in 1990. So back in 1990, it was 95,000 people who had reached the age of 100. Wow. More than 450,000 were upright in 2015. And by 2100, there are to be 25 million of them. Ooh. We are living longer, that's for sure. Yes, so. You just, you know, you, you just want it to be a healthy 100, or as healthy as you can possibly be at 100. Right. Nobody wants to get to 100 when they've been breaking down since they were 75. No, or out of money. Right. Yes. That, I'm telling it's going to be a big, you know, environmentally, uh, economically, it's going to be a big issue around the planet. If you've got people who are, well, but people are also working longer, right? People aren't retiring at 65. They're going to 75 and beyond. Well, yes, and, and some, and then pensions are having issues too, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Not expecting people to <laughs> to be alive longer than they worked. Well, and wasn't that one of the, the big issues why the auto industry in this country struggled, and probably in the U.S. as well, for so long, was that the pension plans were so huge and so big and people weren't calling it quits at 65 and dead by 68. They were calling it quits at 65, and they were living sometimes longer than they worked. Yeah, paying more people not working there than they were that yeah. were actually there. Yeah, and all the medical, and of course, as we age, more prescriptions, more medication, and that uh, all racks up. Uh, Dr. Pepper debuted in 1885, and they probably thought in 1885, we're really on to something here. <laughs> we're going to make a fortune. <laughs> And then one year later, Coca-Cola came along and kicked him in the pills. Right. <laughs> he stuck around, though. They have, haven't they? Yeah. I was watching, uh, there's a show on Netflix called The Kaminsky Method, and it's been on for a while. It's uh, Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin. It's actually pretty good. Uh, and he drinks uh, J.D. and Dr. Pepper all the time. Michael Douglas does. Okay. Yeah, I've never tried it, but it's probably tasty enough. Yeah, they've, they've both got a little bit of a taste to them that might combine well. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll try one. <laughs> like I'd say no. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Not for me. What is it? Is that alcoholic? <laughs> Gross. I'm not going to hell. Actually, if it's a whiskey and even a JD, I usually would take that on the rocks. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't had a Jack Daniels in a long time. Not in a long time. I think with Coke, it's for me. And it's JD and Coke. If yeah. I was going to. Uh, speaking of whiskey, uh, distill whiskey distillers call the whiskey that evaporates from the barrel as it ages... The angels share. Oh, that's sweet. It is nice, isn't it? The amount that evaporates varies based on the location. There's more evaporation in Kentucky than Scotland due to climate and the amount of time it ages. Roughly speaking, the angels share starts out at 2 to 4% per year. Surprised it's not called the devil's take or something like that. Right. They're, the angels uh, union is looking <laughs> for a bigger cut. That's right. They want 6%. <laughs> they want a longer commitment. <laughs> They want uh, more uh, prep time. Um, the trend of players wearing longer basketball shorts started in 1987 when Michael Jordan asked for his to be lengthened so he could hold them when he bent down to breathe. Okay. I wonder, because the old basketball shorts were really short. Really short. So maybe if you it bent It wasn't over, hiding a lot there. You would see more than just the basketball. Although Mike was one of the first to bring out the uh, like the tights underneath the shorts as well. Did he do that? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Michael didn't want to be presenting his tea and sugar to everybody. 
<laughs> Another basketball player set a record with Walmart. Shaq spent 70 grand in store at one store when he was traded from Miami to Phoenix in 08 and he bought everything for his new house there. He told the story on a on a talk show. Uh, that he went, I guess he got traded, basically got there in the middle of the night mm. and needed to get stuff. They had an apartment for him, but it didn't have anything in it, uh, not furnished. And so he went and bought everything in one go. And his credit card got rejected. Oh, really? Yeah, it got funny. turned down. And then he basically had to call the credit card company and said, oh, Mr. O'Neill, you know, someone's trying to charge 70 grand at Walmart. And he's like, that's me. <laughs> well, sure, it would come up as odd. Two in the morning at a Wally. <laughs> this car's got to be the stolen. Shaq doing at Walmart? Now, I understand he was, uh, you know, up against it a bit, being the middle of the night and just arriving in town. But it's a shame he couldn't have taken that 70 grand and dropped it at like a mom and pop furniture and electronics store. Right. Yeah, I guess he wanted everything in one spot. Yeah. Uh, and that was probably, and at that time, Walmart would have been it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Shaq is also very generous with donations, too. So. Oh, yeah. Now, have you watched that documentary of his? No. Four, four parts just called Shaq. Good. It's on HBO, I think, or Crave. It's great. It's great. It goes right back to his childhood and how tough his old man was on him. And, yeah, his fights with the uh, people in L.A. And, right. And how him and, uh, who's the guy who died in the plane crash in the helicopter? Oh, Kobe. Kobe, how him and Kobe were like brothers at first and then couldn't yeah. stand each other in the end. There was a great movie back in the day, too, the Shaq, one of his first ones he was in. Blue Chip. Remember that? It was yes. Nick Nolte. Yeah, he was the coach. Yeah. And yeah. it was uh, it was more kind of about the the recruiting process and mm-hmm. <laughs> the the or the little ins and outs that go on behind the scenes of that recruiting yeah. process. Hopefully, Shaq um, and I think Penny Hardaway was in that. Yes, it was. And I think uh, there's another another HBO show called uh, the L.A. Uh, Lakers, uh, the Dynasty Years. It's on HBO. It only had one season. It's pre Shaq. It's when you know. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was there, and, right? Uh, whoever else the big stars of the day was was the yeah. guy that uh, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, of course. Um, anyhow, yeah. So uh, Shaq dropped seventy G's at a Wally. Imagine going into this house. This guy's a multimillionaire. <laughs> Nothing but Walmart crap. <laughs> What's that art piece? It's dogs playing poker <laughs> from Walmart. It's beautiful. Uh, not that Walmart has crappy stuff. It's lovely. I love their grocery section. I've been there many times myself. This is not good. The guy who invented the parachute died testing it. Right. He was a tailor originally in France, and he invented the first uh, parachute in 1912, used it to jump off the Eiffel Tower, and died when it didn't quite work right. Why wouldn't you pick something smaller? <laughs> yeah. We need to jump off the fence. <laughs> <laughs> the little, you're a tailor. You've got that little stool. Right. Jump off of jump that. Jump off that first. <laughs> Yeah, and, it, you know, when you're inventing something, you have to experiment with it, of course. But if you're inventing, like, a new Yeti, yeah, no, that's safe. Right. Oh, you, you dribble a bit. Yeah. But you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invent something where I jump out of a plane with no testing. Take a brick. Throw a brick off. Yeah, well, do what we did as kids. Tie some strings around your G.I. Joe and have them yeah, throw that, that up in the air first. Thing. Work yeah. on that. Take a big water jug and fill it, you know, to the weight of a human being. Right. Ah, not so bright in the 1912s. <laughs> it could have happened even now. We're not so bright even now. Iceland, here's a good country you want to go live in if you don't want to ever be in a war. They've only had two. The age of the Stirlings from, uh, from 1220 to 1264. 
That must have been a nice time to live in Iceland. In right. The 1200s. And the Cod Wars from 1958 to 1976, they only had one casualty. Okay. So they were a, and it was a cod. <laughs> not, a, not an easy place to invade. Right? Like they got all those fjords. Right, right. It's not like you're storming the beach and then climbing. Right. Sally Field played Tom Hanks' mother in Forrest Gump. We know that. Yes. <clears throat> but if you remember, just six years before or six years after, she played his love interest in a movie called Punchline. She's 10 years older than him in real life. She's oh. 76. He's 66. And in case you wanted to get off this ball we live on and go live on Venus, well, that's not happening anytime soon. The surface of Venus is hotter than hell. Um, they have a, It gets temperatures around 800 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, that's a little toasty. That's a little toasty. But with this weather where it's approaching us, <laughs> I'll take 800 Fahrenheit in flip-flops. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.